0: For the most
1: entertaining talk anywhere, stay tuned to L.A. Talk Radio, your real talk station with 24 hours of commercial-free programming.
2: What's up, everybody? Casey Stay here. Uh, what about that Logan character, am I right? This is The Green Room, everybody!
3: step out of that shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh, and we do what the fuck we want
2: to do, bro. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support The Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean
4: Green! All right, everyone, welcome to the Green Room. Thank you for tuning in. We're doing it live like we do every Thursday, 8 o'clock, exclusively on LATalkRadio.com. Feel free to get in the mix, people. You can give us a call at 323-203-0815. 323-203-0815. And that, of course, is the LegalZoom self-help hotline. What's LegalZoom? Well, LegalZoom is not a law firm. It's a self-help legal service. And you log on to LegalZoom.com. You can get trademarks, wills, patents all without having to pay the high price of a normal attorney. And it's uh, very simple. You log on, you fill it out, they help you. You create legally binding documents in minutes. And besides all the money you save by not having to go to an attorney, you're also going to get an extra green room discount by adding green in the referral box. I'd like to welcome on to the show my left-hand man, Logan Lysico nice Logan, thanks for making it.
2: Schizo farts, Sean. <laughs>
4: Logan, no one has any idea what you're talking about. What, schizo farts? You never yeah. heard of a schizo fart? No. <laughs> Logan, I don't know if you're losing your mind or what. But before before the show, Logan is just sitting there with his headphones on. I'm trying to get ready for the show, and he, he just says to himself, did I just hear farts? <laughs> now, Logan, what is going through your head?
2: Well, no. First I said, like, who farted or something. I was talking to Ed. I mean, Ed heard me, and he was like – I didn't hear a fart, man, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" And that's when you heard me. I was like, "Am I just hearing things? Am I having schizo farts? <laughs> Schizophrenic farts?" <laughs> All right, I I'm, I'm still don't really farts that aren't there. Nobody farted. Okay. Unless you're pulling the. Look, is this some me, like
4: Eastern philosophy regarding farts that you, if there, if you, if someone farted and there's no one there to hear it? All right, Logan. Well, <laughs> well, that's a whole. That's a different school. It's fun. a whole bucket of fish. A whole another bucket of fish. Well, Logan. I, uh, you talked to me also before the show. You said you had a, uh, you had an open letter you wanted to read. So I'll let, yes. I'll let you get into that before we bring our special guests for the show.
2: Let's do it. Oh, I thought there was Christmas music or something. Oh no no. Sir. Dear Santa.
4: <laughs> oh Logan, you wrote a letter to Santa. That's cool.
2: Yeah. Um, what I, uh, this, this is my Christmas list, Sean. Okay. Just before I get started. Sure. Okay, I, so, so I wrote a list to Santa. And, uh, you know, I kind of listed some things that I know he's not going to build in his factory, so... Okay. You know, I think a lot of people do that, but uh, there are great deals on Amazon, so I'm kind (laughs) of giving him a little, you know, one-up on, "Mm, if you really want to please me with these gifts, maybe you want to shop Savvy and uh, bring me something nice, like a Kindle. Okay. Santa.
4: All right. What else you got on your list, Logan?
2: Um... Well, I have a vampire ceramic light fixture. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sure you can find one of those on Amazon. All right. Very sure. Um, <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic guitar pick display. Okay. Limit a hundred only.
4: Wow. So you're 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 confident that uh, Santa loves you that much, Logan, that you're such a good boy this year that you are going to get a Weird Al Yankovic limited edition pick display case.
2: Um. A hundred of them, yeah. <laughs> you, want, you want all them. hundred?
4: Oh, that's probably for the collectors out there.
2: That was really good this year, Sean. <laughs> all
4: right. Anything else? What else you got on there?
2: Well, um, we all know the great filmmaker Orson Welles, right?
4: Yes, I'm familiar. I'm a
2: big fan, and I'm a Orson Welles completist. I have everything <laughs> he's been in and done and all that, you know. <laughs> but I'm missing uh, his final piece. Um, you can hear him. You can hear his voice in this 1986 classic as Unicron in *The Transformers* the movie. *The Transformers* the movie. Orson Welles' final starring role as Unicron.
4: All right, so hopefully I
2: really want this, and I think I think I might have seen it on Amazon.
4: Okay, so I think what Logan is saying is that in order to in order for Santa to fill out his his Christmas list. He's going to have to go to shantygreen.com and click the Amazon link. I'm not done. Okay. What? All right, Logan. What else you got in there?
2: Saying one final wish, I would like 100,000 shares of Amazon. All right. <laughs> Love, Logan.
4: Love, Logan. Okay, there you go. Now I think you won him over. Speaking of being won over, I was won over by this man's stand-up ability years ago and i uh, been a big fan and also a friend. I'd like to welcome onto the program Ed Greer. Ed, thanks for being here, man. Hey, man. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing great. You're doing, uh, are you are doing. Seeing you? How's it going? Seeing you making moves here in Hollywood. You got a, a big show this Sunday night, December 12th, at the Hollywood Improv called Race Ride. Yeah,
5: yeah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Sure. It's almost like we planned
4: it. Yeah, no. Uh, uh. <laughs> so I, I've, I've done the show before. I enjoyed it. And um, I, I I feel like you have some sensitivities about the name or you feel like sometimes people are confused about the name how did you get the show going and and what is the idea of the show
5: well i mean uh orlando bishop uh was the founder he started it and uh, we started another funny stand-up guy yeah we started in in the lab you know and he he started it by himself and he just had an idea uh, a vision of putting up All these different sorts of comics Like he was He went to a lot of stand-up shows And you know how stand-up goes Sometimes you have 15 white guys And a black guy Who sounds like the 15 white guys (laughs) Exactly Or you'll have like 20 Asians Or you'll have all Mexican Or or whatever Right
4: Generally a lot of uh, A lot of the shows out A lot of the comedy shows In LA It's weird It's kind of broken up into different racial segments. It's, okay, hey, it's Chocolate Sunday, so it's all black people. Or, hey, it's Refried Fridays, it's all Latin comedians, all Latin crowds. I don't know why. I mean, that's kind of what's interesting about stand-up or interesting about L.A. in general is that there is that kind of mix of, okay, there's, there's lots of different... Cultures and stuff out here. Why I don't? It's weird that segregation is alive just in stand-up comedy shows.
5: Well, yeah, and and definitely not to just blame those two shows. And it's not. Alive. Oh right, yeah, yeah those yeah, so are just not, ex- you know. It, it, but they're definitely examples of of the comedy uh, community going. Okay, well, it's easier to market a certain right. number of a certain type of comic. To people who may or may not go in for
4: all sorts of com- comedy. Right. Yeah. I think know? it's. I think it's not like it's not this. Uh, you know, racial thing not, of like. No, no. Oh, no, hey, it's easy. It's, just, it's easy to market. It's, it's, it's
5: just like it's just like the whole redneck comedy or or Blue or, collar, or the yeah. original Kings of Comedy. That that was something where yeah, nobody said white people don't come. Right. but we are going to put Bernie Mac, Sex, <laughs> Tater, and all these guys on, so yeah. if you want to see Seinfeld, you might or might not like this, but we're telling you, this is what it is. Yeah. So with Race Riot, though, he, uh, Orlando had the idea to just put up all these different sorts of comics and just let that race stuff sort itself out. Like, if you put up a Mexican, an Indian, a white guy from Ireland, a Native American, and a Chinese person all on the same bill, you're going to hear different things just because they're all different, but the same at the same token, Nobody's all gonna do race material because who's gonna go up there and talk about being Chinese for eight minutes in a row? Yeah, like really. Our show really isn't about that. Our show is like we're gonna get all this mix of people together and see what happens. Right. You know. and Yeah, I think. Yeah, I,
4: I guess that's maybe cool. you're just trying to clear up that. Oh, okay. Hey, just so you know, this isn't this intense discussion about race. Well, you know, we,
5: we've had, I have when I, I had you on the show and you didn't ask this question, but several uh, white comedians who've come on the show have been like, oh, dude, um.
4: I don't got any there, racial material. They're, yeah, they're, oh, I don't. I don't have
5: any race material, or not any race material I could do in front of blacks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seriously, hey, I do my. I mean, I'll do my. I'll do my racial material, but yeah. I don't. And I don't even really have. Um, yeah, I mean, not that it's any surprise. I, I don't feel like I have a lot of strong opinions on race for the most part, and it's not like I'm trying to shy away. I. I I you know I'll throw my opinions around. I don't well, really, yeah, I really mean, give a crap. But
5: now exactly it's, 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 the bottom line is we don't force anybody to have uh, an opinion about race. You came on, did the show, did really well doing your stuff. You're doing stuff about sports, did stuff about you yeah, as exactly. a person, stuff as you when you were a kid in Philadelphia, all this kind of stuff. Right. You know. And maybe and,
4: I I think I threw in a line of talking about uh, sports and you know maybe smoking grass. Those are like two things that bring bring races together. But that's like a premise <laughs> I had before going in. And, and, exactly. So that's that's
5: that's all it's like it's and and it's beautiful now that it's in the main room. Uh right we, we now we have a main room show it's, a, it's Sunday, December twelfth at seven thirty and uh and Mark Fry's
4: show is right afterwards. Mark so Fry friend,
5: fans and fans of Mark Fry, his show's right afterwards so we're, come we're, see our very, show and see his show. Everybody
4: very big in the Mark Fry demographic.
5: Yeah. So it's it's just it's a, it's a cool show and everybody gets to talk and it's not some uh, assassination is definitely not a uh, not a thing where it's like hey white people come and get made fun of for 48 minutes
4: yeah <laughs> it's not some <laughs> it's not some like black panther uh yeah. you know
5: yeah, kind of a, rally everybody talking about everything and uh i'm gonna kick some ass and we have uh we have uh kumail nanjiani who was on letterman yep was super a funny comedian dude. uh vanessa graddick you know uh she's she's great uh, she was a stand-up for diversity finalist last year. Look at you that! Know, all, you know, a big Egg Alonzo. Making Bodin. big moves, man. Alonzo Bolden has done it. You know what Lonzo I'm saying? Bolden. We're gonna get Jay London. Is that a race show? We're gonna have <laughs> fucking Jay London on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean the only <laughs> you know? the
4: only so. thing surprising about him is that he's in the human race, Jay London. Uh, Jay London. I don't awesome. I don't know if he has a specific racial makeup. But oh yeah, you said something about Wesley Snipes earlier.
5: Yeah. Uh, I just had one thought about Wesley Snipes getting getting. He went to jail for like tax
4: evasion, right? Right. Yeah. Before the show, we were talking about him being sent to jail for tax evasion.
5: Dude, I mean, it's fucked up that Blade got taken down by the biggest group of <laughs> vampires ever.
4: Yeah, like, <laughs> like, the <laughs> federal government. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. That's a great line and a great thought. And it is so funny, like you, it, just from his movies, and then you now you hear him talking about the whole thing and. Well, here, I, actually, I, I have a clip of him talking about it on Larry King. And Larry King, of course, asked, do you feel like you are being made an example of?
1: So you uh, think or you've or been you- singled out here? You think you've been singled out? Well, I'll put it this way, Larry. It does seem to be rather unusual <laughs> and rather bizarre. When you had a prosecutor come into the sentencing and make this statement that this was the biggest tax trial in the history of the IRS. He also made the statement that judge, and a plea to the judge, asking him not to offer community service because Mr. Snipes has too many fans. <laughs>
4: I, I just, that, <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Like, oh, my God, he can't, he can't clean up garbage. He has too many fans. Hey, it, does, it makes no sense to me. And I do love, I guess I, I haven't hung out with Wesley Snipes a lot off or actually, I've never met <laughs> never met Wesley Snipes, but <laughs> not he? Say, said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only, I've only worked with him, never hung out with him um, off camera. But he, <laughs> the way he speaks now, like he, he just sounds like he's just picked up this accent all of a sudden of this super refined, like regal. Well, you know, Larry, these situations <laughs> that are burdening me in the legal process, I do believe that they would be emboldened
1: <laughs> think that he's beat us and they think that he's won. <laughs> he's
4: just throwing out all so these vocabulary. If you take
1: these things in consideration, Larry, uh, and the way it's been misreported around the world, <laughs> I think there's a certain amount of selectivity going on here.
4: Huh. Obviously, he's being made an example of. I think that's... Why they went after him so hard. If you're a huge famous celebrity and you tell the federal government to go kiss your ass that you're not going to pay taxes, yeah. of course they're going to make a giant yeah. example but out you of you. What?
2: I don't know. The, it would the, the, be the inefficient com- of them not to
5: do that. The, 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 do the that conspiracy theorist in me thinks <laughs> that some government dude was watching Blade and said, damn it. This dude is so black, and he's killing these people that are so white <laughs> in such abundance, and no one is making him go to jail.
4: This is terrible. It's probably some guy in the IRS, you know, sitting there watching Blade, like you said, hanging out in the living room, doorbell rings. Hey, is uh, Susie home? Just super black out Like, oh, man, uh, yep. it's gone too far. And now it's in
5: my home. Now it's in my home. <laughs> They're in my house,
2: goddammit.
5: The, uh, yeah, I, I, I you know I really do think but yeah it's true and and it's about celebrities period Willie Nelson red Fox Sammy Davis jr although two of
4: those three are black uh you know, the, Tommy, the, the, the Tommy Chung that Tommy Chung he's a Mexican right yeah. or um I, I forget I look well, yeah but it, it yeah I mean they they make an example of it especially with taxes and the thing is it um nor McDonald made this point on a, on Tom Green's podcast I heard it and it totally makes sense that he's going to prison because they're always going to send you to prison for avoiding paying taxes because they can't just say if like, – okay, so I'm not going to pay my taxes and all I'm risking is civil penalties. Then why wouldn't everyone do that? Yeah. So because you're just kind of hedging your money like, okay, hey, I get away with 10 years of not paying taxes to pay this big fine, and then maybe you break even. So it would – you gotta make an example, and you have to put people in jail for not paying their taxes. As crazy as it sounds. Well, no, it's like those dudes. The uh, was it the the oil spill dudes? Uh,
5: yeah, yeah. Thank you, uh, fact checker people. You <laughs> <laughs> B- <laughs> have like, a Exxon, lot of those. Let's, on there. let's call it Exxon, whatever. One of it's those big ass oil spills. The people who did it didn't pay the fine for a hella long time. Invested the money they would have used to pay the fine, made and made a profit on the environmental fine they were going to get. So by the time they had to pay it, they were like, oh, yeah, here's this little chump change. We, right. Over the yeah. 10 years we used to not pay that fine, we made mad money. So, yeah. Thanks.
4: Yeah, it was like BP when it first came out. Okay, oh, my God, there's all this damage. And then Barack Obama immediately says, okay, hey, we need $20 billion up front. And they, they didn't blink an eye. They're like, all right, yeah, because what they did was they looked at the Exxon Valdez and all that money and all the time and stuff spent over there. And they're like, $20 Yeah, t- take that yeah. to get off our backs. And then they put up these commercials of, hey, we're really helping stuff and, and cleaning things up. Oh look, we got a sad pelican. We're gonna fix everything.
5: Dude, and I love how they use they use like the bald black guy with the glasses. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's I'm like... from Louisiana Parish. And I <laughs> grew up around these parts. I don't do accents. But the right? Point no, is, it, wasn't. it was it was <laughs> just like
4: the oh, it was just like okay, this is a lovable, non-scary black guy. Oh, perfect for the sponsorship. That'll yeah. win him over. He can't get mad at a black guy. He's he's trying to change things. Yeah, blackface on British Petroleum. <laughs> yeah, I know that's perfect. Yeah, but I mean. It, I as far as the BP oil spill I I think uh, you know as easy as it is to just say oh hey it's just these corporate greedy people blah 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 it, let's be honest with ourselves human nature we're all innately greedy we all want more resources we all want more money for ourselves i think if you're going to look at the big uh, the big consequences of the oil spill and stuff like that you have to realize that we created this demand for this oil at this certain price if we were really if we really cared that much you could say, "Hey, we'll 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 sell you gasoline, 10 dollars a gallon, and we guarantee we're never going to spill a drop." But people don't put people are willing to put up with, "Okay, you know, I mean, they're not uh, consciously agreeing well, to I, that. I think
5: most of the people who are mad about the, all the oil spill jazz is, though, when they when you find out that the cap that was supposed to be put on <laughs> right. there costs like $4. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I mean? And they didn't do that so that they can make more profit. And then, you know what I mean? That sort of thing pisses people off. You know what I'm saying? That That's like bringing Spider-Man didn't stop that robber, and the robber ended up shooting his fucking uncle. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Yeah. It's like, dude, you you should have just put the fucking <laughs> cap on there. Why didn't you put the cap on there, Spider-Man? Why didn't you do it, dude? Yeah. Sure. There was
2: a lot of shady shit going on. Like they, they got a special license to go out in these waters that you're not supposed to drill.
4: Well, what yeah. happened was um, the, real, the real failure is once again with the federal government. The mineral uh, service department, they got in charge of um, – they created this group. Okay, hey, you're in charge of selling these uh, leasing agreements to drill and you're also supposed to regulate these these leasing Once agreements direct conflict and interest, yeah it's right? like okay you sell <laughs> exact... these leasing agreements and you also make sure that they're safely uh, keeping an eye on the on these oil wells and then we're and then as the government it's like okay hey did you sell those leasing things yeah. you know they, it's it's a fox guard this
5: hen house right it's like the nba the nba just bought the hornets are you telling me the, the Hornets are gonna start winning mad games, Joe? It's gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. be tricky. <laughs> Dude, they gotta and, turn it around. I mean, no. I mean, I think those games that they won at the beginning of the season were because of uh, were because of the the league about to buy the team.
4: Well, yeah, and it. Yeah, you can say what you want about nine eleven, but. The conspiracy theorists are right when it comes to NBA. We we found Tim Donaghy. <laughs> yeah. He was a ref that got arrested for shaving points. Yeah, and it's so hilarious. Being a sports gambler, I was out in Vegas this weekend gambling on sports. I got a I got a couple of funny anecdotes from there. And it is funny. Every sports gambler is also conspiracy theorist, but will not stop gambling. Every sports gambler goes, you know the shit's fixed. You know the shit's fixed, and then they're still betting on the money thinking that they're ahead of the fix. You're not. Yeah. If you really believe it's fixed, you're not going to win, but that doesn't stop anyone from gambling. Yeah. I I we um we always go to this same place in the Venetian. <laughs> the Venetian sports book and it's uh it's like a great sports book. They get they got it laid out all all nice. They give you the free drinks. And it's gotten to the point where, like, I we go to the same place, sit in the same seats, and we we've, we've kind of start running into the same people. There's this um there's this one woman who is a, a diehard Chiefs fan, much like yourself, yeah. Ed. And uh, she she cracks me up. She is like, I don't know how to just. Dis- she's just a huge, heavyset black lady. She's got her skinny white husband, and she's just going crazy about the Chiefs. And it's so she yells so hard and it's so entertaining and it, that's just something great about sports like i have literally nothing in common probably with this lady about our lives what we're into except we are both yelling the same thing at the same exact time our heads are about to explode and she she is like all she has catchphrases it was so great just sitting in front of her the whole time it's one of these it's one of these people that if you were on a flight or a bus it would be kind of annoying but yelling at a sports book is totally fine like
5: well, yeah, all sorts of, I don't know, man, all sorts of asshole behavior is, is well, I don't want to call her an asshole, but the whole, you know what I'm saying, all sorts of boisterous behavior oh, is yeah. acceptable in sports <laughs> milieus, whereas like, I've been around a bunch of these bro dudes who, I was like, oh, my God, dude, take your fucking baseball hat off, guy. It's You're wearing it backwards. Why are you doing that? Why are you do- George Carlin told white boys in 1987 to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. Don't do this. And they're, bro, bro, bro. But if we're all broing on the same team. That I'm down with that. Yeah, oh, exactly. Let, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the sex wax on your surfboard, Skip. Oh, <laughs> exactly. God, how long is halftime? You know, you know what I mean.
4: Yep, and it's even, and it's even more. It's even more endearing if you're winning the bet with her. Like, oh, she yeah. she's a huge Chiefs fan, and I think I I forget I forget what I had in that game, but I was on the same side of the bet as her. So it was like, yeah, yeah, that woman's great. But then if it's the, on the opposite, it's like, oh, my God, I want to murder that woman. She's so obnoxious. But she had, I loved her catchphrase. It was like, get mom with the ball. Get mom with the ball. She said, run, <laughs> boo-boo, run. And it's so funny, like, to hear a woman, like, know a lot about football. She would just get all mad. chat Chan Chan Gailey get a plan or no? What's the Chiefs coach? Uh, uh, the the uh Tom Todd Todd Haley. Oh Chad. Haley get a plan. Haley get a plan. Run Boo Boo. Get mama with the ball. Well, it like, my that was my mom,
5: Three hours. I, I tell you, I got my mom. Uh, I don't. I think she slacked
4: off a little bit, but my mom used to call out screens. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that is that is pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's something. It's uh East Coast and Midwest women in the women in the West Coast. I feel like could just. Give two shits about sports, but yeah, I had, a, I had a great time in Vegas. had a had a pretty good. Did you uh, bet
5: on any basketball games?
4: Did I bet on any basketball? Uh, yeah, I did. I uh, who did I have? I had uh, yeah, I had a couple games. I think Clippers I went three and Lakers. one. <laughs> no, I was I was thinking of betting on the Clippers versus Lakers. I think I was thinking of taking the Clippers. They were uh, getting seven and a half points last night, and of course, because just because it, you know, the Lakers are a classic regular season team, in that they. You know they kind of just hang around, and the it was like the Clippers were leading. Then, but you just had this sense that okay, the Lakers are gonna win the game. They're not. Yeah, they're overall, not gonna yeah. blow them out. Blake Griffin's been playing really well. Yeah, Blake Griffin. I gotta say, Blake
5: Griffin. I have a friend who's a Clippers fan, and he's one of these guys who like every single year we're gonna do it this year. Every single year we're gonna do right. it this year. Every single year they got this new player. Oh, we're gonna do it. We got this new player. This was the first year where he was like, man. Blake Griffin's gonna be awesome. He's gonna score like 35 points a game and do all this stuff. But everybody else is gonna suck. And I'm getting off the bandwagon. This is stupid. <laughs> he, 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 he's just out of it now. And I'm trying to tell him about Eric Bledsoe and Al Farouq Aminu, the guy that they're start rookie that they're starting at small forward. I'm trying to tell him about these players and get him excited. And he's like, no, They're you know, gonna jump off the bandwagon at the wrong time, dude. Because those dudes play the Lakers tough, man.
4: All right, man. we got a you know? uh, we got a call here. I'll take this call. Call, you're on the you're in the I'm sorry, call you're in the green room. Hey, Sean, this is
0: Danielle. What's going on? Hey
4: Danielle, what's up? How's it going? Hey. Thanks for calling into the show.
0: No problem. I heard you talking about girls in sports, so I figured that was my lead in right there.
4: Alright, well there you go. Danielle is a uh a, a girl and a, a huge sports <laughs> fan as well. You got a uh you got a website going now talking about Philadelphia sports?
0: Yes I do. so love dot com.
4: Alright. Make sure to check that out. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of the Eagles this year, Danielle?
0: Well, obviously, I love my quarterback. I'm so excited about Michael Vick. <laughs> um, he's just amazing. You know, it's great. Who does? Who is not a Michael Vick fan? Who does not want him throwing the ball? You know what I mean?
4: Right. No, I'm. A, I'm a huge fan. And it, I'll, I got to be honest. At some point, it is getting annoying. Well, I'll tell you, here's the thing that's getting annoying, um, constantly s- standing up for Michael Vick. I hate these people that say, oh, let's not forget that Michael Vick fought dogs. No one has forgotten that. Every <laughs> yeah. time Michael Vick is mentioned, the first thing they go is, oh, that dog killer. I would say there's like uh, millions and millions of people out there who only know him for fighting dogs. No one has forgotten that.
2: Just today at work, lunch. We were talking about that. Right.
4: And these here's, two guys
2: are just like, here's the thing. I can't believe he did he that. He did man. that? He lost millions and
4: millions of dollars. He was humiliated. He was humbled. But I, I, I don't uh, – fine, if you don't want to forgive him, that's your own choice. I don't care. But it, I, I just – uh, You have let to him have job, though.
5: You have to, But you have to acknowledge what he's doing right now. Like let's say in the prison basketball thing – Uh OJ makes a half court shot. Right. I'm gonna acknowledge that (laughs) shit. I'm like, wow, OJ made a bomb ass half court (laughs) shot in the gym in the jail. That was ill. It's on YouTube. Watch it. Yeah. I'm not gonna forget. Right. Whatever else.
4: Yeah, I would if if OJ was in a prison football league, hell yeah, I'd watch that. The longest yard with OJ and it's it's instead of a movie, it's a reality show. And then maybe and then maybe somehow (laughs) we frame Burt Reynolds for some crime and get him in there playing the warden again. I'd watch that. Okay.
5: I think we hatched something.
4: Yeah, maybe <laughs> we
5: should uh, delete this part of the show. <laughs>
0: put
4: it on iTunes. All right, uh, Danielle. So, uh, who do you like in the Eagles uh, Cowboys game this week? Obviously, the well, Eagles. But what that's do
0: you? That's a no-brainer. Yeah. All yeah. right. Give me a uh, give me a well, sure. score prediction. Well, oh, I don't even. I haven't even thought about that. I know Asante's coming back, so I'm super excited for that. I've missed him the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, he's still leading the league, even though he's been out three games the entire season, which is amazing. Um. Definitely a win. I feel confident about this week going into it. I feel it's a must win, especially for us to advance um, further into the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about my school yet. What are your thoughts on that, Sean?
4: Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Eagles 30, Dallas Cowboys 17. That's my prediction, Sunday night football. 20 to 14.
0: Hey, that's nice. I'll go with that.
4: 20 to right. 14. Well, uh, thanks, Danielle. Thanks for calling in.
0: All right, Sean. Take care.
4: All right. See you. Now, that's a, that's a girl who knows sports. She's into it. She has she has fun with it and yes but yeah the, the Michael Vick thing is it, you want to talk about uh, the racial issue I think that that plays a lot bigger into the Michael Vick thing than uh, Wesley Snipes issue but that I that's agree. just kind I of mean, an outsider
2: I, I'm I love dogs and I do genuinely love animals but today today at work these dudes who I know really well and I think of as like normal straight dudes until today <laughs> they were just like what Logan
4: what is, no, they were uh, is just homosexually like, abnormal uh, is there something wrong with gay people what are you trying to say no normal. not at all
2: but I'm just saying no no, no know I'm just mean. saying uh, man well I wanted to say manly but I thought that would sound weird so I was trying to think of. <laughs> but they were it's just manly like dudes they were at so out disappointed me yeah they did they were they what did were they so say? distraught over these dogs can't believe he did that man he he fucking fought dogs he killed dogs Man, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't forgive them. But like you, one we also was have – just to... like, I still don't forgive them. And I was like, well, I mean, that's your prerogative. But, like, why make such a fuss about it? They're fucked. I mean, we <laughs> eat animals and we right. kill yeah, – I don't you, know. You it's play, just, the, you It's play... not the most insane thing in the world to hear that someone fought animals. I mean, deep down, we all want to see animals fight each other. <laughs> exactly. We all watch Discovery Channel. I mean – Right. Ugh. Ah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, Logan. You're well, on but, point with that. Uh, society always gets on people
5: who are okay with their base nature. That's the problem. Right? Right. That really is the problem. It
4: scared – it, I think there is something to that. It was a little too primal. It scared people yeah. of, wow, we are just animals. We're evolved monkeys yeah. and, and, that and, are and, just
5: – And that's the thing, dude. You are literally watching – these giant pituitary cases crash into each other at high speed for three hours, and you don't understand <laughs> right, why somebody exactly. can watch dogs fight. Yeah, we're watching. Oh, okay. We're
4: watching. We're watching super evolved primates do battle to the death. They're trying to kill each other when they're yeah. out there. So you'd think they would be the most sympathetic for the cause. And for any but sensitive
5: not. listeners, uh, humans are super evolved primates, <laughs> not just the black ones.
4: Yeah. I, yeah I didn't I didn't want to have to say that. But well, no yeah, well, I, you, you know I'll, what I was talking I'll clean about. I played
5: it up like you, you the layup was ringing around the rim and then I right. had to slam that bitch in there. <laughs>
4: right. I I was i wanted to make sure I said primate. I feel like <laughs> say monkeys, you know, they're treading on thin ice there. Well, I super
5: evolved. That <laughs> yes. also saved it as well. Super evolved. Right. Super. I mean, super it's coming off
4: as a compliment, right? No, yeah, that is. is always weird when you talk about genetics or evolution. People get like real insulting like, "Hey man, all I know is I didn't come from no monkey." It's like, "Dude, I" am not saying that as a personal insult to you i'm saying we share all these you're yeah. like 99% <laughs> of the same dna i'm saying the entire uh, race evolved not dude, just you personally dude, I mean, i'm not saying your mom was a, a, a gorilla like <laughs> dude, dude, but i'm get all personal honestly,
5: about it us 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 then us hating our our duel, even if we're from God and all that jazz. God <laughs> God was doing some clay and made a monkey and then he was using that same clay and made a dude. Alright? Right. like It looks so close. Like you said, genetically, 99%. It's almost like if we were we were sitting here with blowholes and stuff. I was, like We're just got dry land, we got blowholes and stuff. We got business suits on and Bluetooths and shit. And uh, we're like, man, I ain't no damn fish. I ain't no damn sea mammal. I'll tell you what, I'm on the
4: land. Hey, I, hey, I breathe gills, but I breathe <laughs> carbon dioxide through these I ain't breathing no fish water.
5: Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that's what you do when you deny that. But anyway, but uh,
4: it, oh man, <laughs> getting deep here. We're, we're <laughs> really deep. all over the map today. I like that though. Get, getting the, you know started out with some Michael Vick talk. We ended up talking about the evolution of the human race. Well, here we go. This uh, we'll get a, we'll get a little uh, light and fluffy here. This is a, a woman by the name of Oprah, and she is on a program. <laughs> You guys aren't familiar well, with her. I have heard her introduced up, that way before. Up and comer. Right. She's on the rise. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, hey, Sean, you're just going to play a clip of Oprah and goof on her. Hey, there's going to be some of that. But also, <laughs> I, as a performer and as a man in television and radio, I was on the Digivangelist show with Nicolas Cage's uh, older brother, <laughs> so I, I have a television credit. As a man who's Boom. in television and radio, I'd like to point out that this is amazing performance. Oprah is an amazing performer. As much as you want to say like oh it's all BS, whether it whether whatever she believes, whatever level she believes it, she is an amazing performer. Now this is Barbara Walters doing an interview with Oprah. Oprah's been in the game for what, 35 years? And this woman still has the eye of the tiger as a performer. She is just doing a sit down interview with Barbara Walters. How easy would this be for her to just go, oh yeah, I can just, you know, uh, just lay off a couple answers here there. This (laughs) woman knows how to create great television. She, you put her in front of a camera and she knows how to create moments. She knows how to get women to identify with her. And as much as I'm going to goof on this, she is an amazing performer, and the, I really respect her in that sense. All right, this is Barbara Walters interviewing Miss Oprah.
0: A lot of women have close friends. Very few have friends as close as yours.
4: Now, this is – she's interviewing her about Gail King. But what a, what, a, what a weird way to intro, first off. But a lot of people have friends. You have a friend that's really close. Now – all right, that is weird. <laughs> well, it's just such a weird. How does Barbara Walters? Oh, she's so close with Gail King. But simp- <laughs> it, how innocuous innocuous question. How, but how does she judge too? How does, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> it's an innocuous question. Just hey, you have friends, right? Look what look what Oprah does with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Describe that
4: friendship to me. <laughs> Ooh, Okay. <laughs> she's That's- almost crying right there. You asked. To describe their friendship with your best friend. And she immediately goes to a cry, and it's totally believable. Uh, I didn't edit any of the pause out.
1: She is. Wow. <laughs> yes? Go ahead. The mother I never had. Ah! Is she, she older is than you? the sister. Everybody would want. Just listen to this performance. She is the friend that everybody deserves. I don't know a better person. Whoa, I want to know Gail now. I don't know
2: a better person. Why is it making you cry? (laughs)
4: That's good journalism. Meanwhile, Barbara Walters is like every man in America, but when they ask that, it's not in that question. Why are you crying? Why?
2: <laughs> why are you
4: all crying? I, honey, all I did was ask you why you like your friend, and you started crying. <laughs> <laughs> We're just wired differently. I wasn't gonna cry here. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, love that's how that's so, I love how that's the. That's always the thing that It's so great. Says. Yeah. It's
2: so I great. Told but, myself I wasn't gonna <laughs> cry.
4: Oprah says that. That makes it believable, even though it's absurd. Oprah promised herself she wasn't going to cry. She's not Terrell Owens, okay? Terrell Owens promising himself he wouldn't cry at a postgame. I understand that. But this is is Oprah. You You know you want to cry. You know that's how your bread's (laughs) buttered. You know crying sells books. You know crying sells TV specials. Don't pull the wool over my eyes, woman. You know crying sells to other women. They're like, oh, man. She... She struggled with her weight, and she cries also. Yeah, I can oh, maybe, identify maybe, with that. Maybe
5: crying is like the Wildcat
4: offense. <laughs> yeah, you don't exactly. always want to go
5: into it because it
4: loses its effectiveness. <laughs> right. per- yeah, perfect analogy. Yeah, it's like, okay, hey, Ricky Williams throwing a pass every once in a while, takes you off, but you can't just run <laughs> crying all the time. Shoot. I'm
1: going to cry here. <laughs> um, it's made-
4: she, she wasn't going to cry on the Barbara Walters sit-down person of the year special. Let me
1: cry because I'm thinking about – how much uh I probably have never told her that (laughs) tissue please I now need tissue
5: (laughs) oh my god what a diva cry what a diva cry (laughs) tissue please can yeah. you have a tissue manservant come over? Can he be, dude? If I was Oprah, I would have all my manservants servants be white, and they would bring me stuff oh, yeah like tissue. Hell
4: yeah, you know you you know she's gonna get off on them. But oh man, so Tissue said, but she, I how, but how you're re- right. I, I I applaud you for finding this. Yeah, well I was just I wanted to try to pick a contrarian angle. I didn't want to just say oh hey let's make fun of Oprah crying because that's you know that's almost too easy. That's almost, you know, if Oprah was hosting this show, if she was Sean Green, she would look for a better angle. She would dig deeper. She has the eye of the tiger. She's given 110%. She's 55 years old. She's still making great television. never told her that.
0: So when those, to me, dumb room has come up, mm-hmm. then you, <laughs> are, gay. you are gay.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what do you say? Well, I have said uh, we are not gay enough times. I'm not lesbian. I'm not even kind of lesbian. And the reason why it irritates me is because it means that somebody must think I'm lying. That's number one. Number two, why would you want to hide it? That that is, that is not the way I run my life.
4: That is not the way she runs her life. But, yeah, I think if Oprah was a lesbian, she'd be unstoppable. I think if she came out of the closet, <laughs> you – I mean, she is – I don't I, know I believe I probably believe Oprah's straight just because I think she realizes the publicity and attention it would create if she came out of the closet. If Oprah came out of the closet, I think well maybe she maybe she maybe she knows I don't know how th- middle America would react to it
5: and she's, she's yeah I, I i know for a fact that she would not be unstoppable if she if she came out. I think number one, Ellen would have stolen her thunder preemptively. That's an, That's a big one. That's yeah, big maybe the one.
4: blooms off the rose. Yeah, as far the blooms the... off the rose
5: as far as the the you know meteoric. The Anne Rosie O'Donnell. I, yeah. rem, I remember when it was in question whether Rosie O'Donnell was was uh, was lesbian. <laughs> I remember that era before it was in you know. So I think my
2: grandparents watched her like every day and stopped watching her when she announced. That. Bang!
5: That's what I'm saying. So so I think there's a, a, a an inordinate amount of people who would jump off the bandwagon, but but it's almost like you know that's what would get you off of it, not the fact that some of those interviews are. Pretty retarded. Not the fact that she got Dave Chappelle on there and basically interrogated him from the Illuminati's perspective. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like not not these things. Not the fact that you know she gives everybody cars, but they have to pay taxes on them. Yeah. You know, not all that stuff. That doesn't want to make you jump up. Not the fact that she like uh, uh, recommends books that are almost pretty terrible and makes <laughs> and makes. That's, them, that's what really pisses that know? off. Like the, she, these yeah. crappy books, man. Dude, she <laughs> recommends books that are terrible, cloying novellas. Like right. and I'm talking about like like Spanish novellas or like fucking just terrible terrible like soap opera crap books and she'll make that or or chicken soup for the soul crapola and make that a national bestseller. That bitch ain't got Cornell West on there to make yeah. one of his books a real bestseller. I mean she probably has, but the point is make one of, <laughs> make one of his books your Oprah book of the month club. I would love for a bunch of white ladies 55 years old having to read Cornell West because Oprah told them to. Something that's, deep, something that's challenging. That's power. Something deep and challenging. No, she wants them to read the new. Nicholas Sparks novel or some bullshit or ugh, Oprah, Oprah, <laughs> Oprah, you got the Infinity Gauntlet on, baby, do, right. do something. I don't yeah.
2: even tread that book water. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I didn't know I didn't know any of the authors that Ed mentioned there, but they said I totally agreed with them. Ed's an yeah, intelligent. I'm feeling it. Ed's, Ed's a smart guy. I appreciate his opinion on books. I I still, haven't, I still haven't gotten the I'm Keith the Richards biography. Club. Yeah, let's start the Ed Greer book club. Book clubs work, right? Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Having a bunch of people pledge to read shit and not do it. That'd yep. be great. All right, guys. All right, well, I uh, I do enjoy celebrities feeling sorry for themselves. This is uh, Bow Wow. Formerly... Formerly <laughs> like the throat clearing before he says his name. Well, I don't have a cough button here, so I, I blame it on that. Formerly a Little Bow... Ba- well, they. You know, Logan, I'll talk shop here a little bit. You know, uh, on a traditional studio, you might have a cough button where if you're going to cough or clear your throat, you hit that. I'm sure I could figure out a mute button and done that, but that's neither here nor there. Little Bow Wow has become the man Bow Wow, and uh, you know... (laughs) like many men who are successful he's he's having trouble dealing with it i guess he posted some suicidal <laughs> i shouldn't laugh at the guy maybe kind of killing himself but it is funny to do it over twitter like most failed suicide attempts are a call for attention but if you're putting it on twitter like hey i'm like you know i'm a, i can only rest when i'm dead <laughs> or you know kind of alluding the fact that you might want to kill yourself it it's hard to be sympathetic, but this is him on a, on a radio station talking about his potential to be suicidal or just the troubles that come with being Bow Wow. Yeah, you, you know, know
3: what it is. You seen that movie with Macaulay Culkin? You seen Richard Rich before? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, just, that's just a great reference that yo, he goes yo, to. Yo, can yo, <laughs> yo, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Movie with
3: Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how? Um, Remember when he went to, like, the baseball park and he saw the kids in the park? Right. And it's like the kids look at him, they're like, man, you got a mansion, you got an amusement park in your front yard, You don't care about that. Mm -hmm. Because that's all he Mm knows. You know what I'm saying? And that's, like, similar with me. It's the same story. That's all I know is the the business. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had time to go play football or do none of the regular stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like at times, you know, it it haunts you. You know what I'm saying? It do. You know what I mean? Because, of course, you're going to be unbalanced. How can you have balance in life when you ain't seen the other side? Mm -hmm. I'm unbalanced. You know Mm. what I mean? Because I only see one side.
4: Well, I mean, it. Not to That's totally a good point. not to totally crap on his metaphor i've only seen one side of being horribly unsuccessful and i'm <laughs> i'm just as unbalanced and it's just as crappy all those kids <laughs> that were playing in the baseball park they've only seen the one side of just playing baseball and not being super <laughs> successful yeah. i get the idea of hey not having a childhood is kind of well i, I got to tell you in this era
5: of all these winner ass dudes who are like oh i'm a winner i wake up and brush my teeth with diamonds i'm a winner winner in an era of that, to have somebody say, "Hey, man, maybe that ain't what life is all the way about." I gotta say, as cliche as it might be, in reverse, it's like, you know what I mean? It's it's it. That's less prevalent than,
4: oh, got it made, and everything's great." No, know? yeah, it is. It, I, I guess maybe that's why I was drawn to the clip, and that he is, he's he's on to something here. Maybe he doesn't he doesn't get he hasn't quite articulated it perfectly or totally nail it, but I think he is. I like the idea that, yeah. Maybe I'm challenged. Maybe being a millionaire at 16 is not great, but let's hear a little bit
3: more about well, Mm -hmm. a life, I ain't seen the other side. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not by choice, but it's just how it is. You know what I mean? So now it's kind of like some days I wake up, and it's like I do want to just fit in sometimes. Sometimes, you know, I go to Target, I shop at Target. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and people look at me like, why are you in here? I'm like, well, why are you in here? (laughs) Because we can't afford to shop anywhere else. (laughs) You feel me? So I'm like, well, I can't shop at Target. You feel me? So it's just kind of like... um. You know, it's, it's like, man, and I didn't really mean it like, yo, I'm about to kill myself. It's like, yo, I wonder, like, when will I get peace?
4: I guess the only way I'll get it is when I'm dead. <laughs> I just I just love the idea that he's like, yeah, I, can't,
5: I can't shop. Yeah, I mean, it's a little. Well, you know, no, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to Greg Giraldo you up, Bow Wow. But the time when no one bothers you in Target is coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, that... <it's> so... <laughs>
5: It's gonna come pretty soon. You will not have to die, dude. You will be about 35,
4: yeah. <laughs> and and no one will know who you are. Maybe it's yeah. an LA thing, but I think he could go to a Target in North Hollywood and not have many people buy. Yeah, mostly because it's you know Latino people buying stuff or. Hey, you know, I I don't see him getting mobbed in Wait, a target. So
5: I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean. Because <laughs> I think he might have that Eric Estrada sort of famousness that, like, lasts way beyond its usefulness. You know right. what I mean? I think right. he might he, he might have that. But, I mean, geez, dude, but I I, I mean,
4: maybe I don't follow that. That brand of hip hop at all. It seemed to me like he what he had a couple hits as a kid, and that was almost part of his novelty of hey, this is a little yeah, kid as, rapping and stuff like that. Yeah, as he ages, the the novelty is wearing off. And I does he I have a bunch he, of big hits now that he's become I mean, older? He had
5: a couple of recent uh, records, but I mean he, he's married know. to
2: Ciara, who still puts out. I I did songs. they? I thought they didn't do that. <laughs> I thought I think they're married. I mm-hmm. think so. I'm not uh, sure. I,
5: I don't know. I'm not. Because I had it. Right. Big the point is, <laughs> I know what
4: happened to Wu Tang last week. <laughs> we're having this discussion. It means it, Bow Wow's personal life isn't all over the place, and he probably can get by. Shopping oh yeah. And yeah. And
5: like I said, I no this. I'm just saying. Like you gotta. Uh, that's a little dramatic. Kid. Right. Uh. But yeah. I, the thing. And also, I was gonna say. Look, famous kids. Famous kids. That's one of the worst things you can do to anybody, dude. That, right. That's the, the crux of this issue to me. Famous kids suck. I was at an improv comedy show, and I was I, we were doing improv stand-up, and I went off on this rant about, like, man, fuck Will Smith's kids, man. I don't want to support. I whip them my head
4: back and forth. I yeah, whip my head back and forth. I don't want forth. to support
5: nobody's rich ass kids. It was wrong when we did it with the Sheens. It was wrong when we did it with the Barrymores. It was wrong when we did it with uh, the all the, the Roberts clan or whoever. You know, although Julie Roberts is a movie star, I mean you can't really deny it. But the point is that all these people with these right, there families, are the,
4: the the few oh Neil Patrick Harris or whatever the child actor, the child star, Tiger Woods, child athlete. Yeah, even Le, even LeBron.
5: Right, I, I'm I'm specifically talking about like famous people kids like by by well notwithstanding like famous people's kids suck don't support them don't they, they – because they're going to grow up like this Bow Wow situation. They're never going to experience failure. They're going to have totally unfounded confidence for the rest of their life. They're going to be coasting on somebody else's uh, – And they
4: don't even appreciate it. At and least, least – And they don't even appreciate it. Famous most least, famous person in the at world. At least Will Smith it. or someone like that who didn't uh, have it given to them when they started out and then earned it, at least you had that sense of accomplishment. Maybe you kind of go off the off the rail later on, but at least you had that still – that value of I created this worth for myself instead uh-huh. of it was kind of set up for me. It's it's, it's it's the worst when they try to give advice. I remember Drew Barrymore was oh hey, give advice on making it in show business. Hey, until you make it, just fake it. Bitch, you were in ET when you were 5 years old. <laughs> What what you were phoning <laughs> it in until five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm reading this. My hair's falling out. I'm like this grizzled guy from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I'm just I'm just trying to make it in show business. Like I have no inkling on how to interact with people in Hollywood. I, I, I d I'd never say the right thing. I just go up on stage and tell jokes and, and make fun of people. I never say politically correct things. Like I no concept of how to do the game right or shoot what the right hands to shake or what the right parties are to go to or the right politically correct attitudes and you know you're like oh hey what am i doing in show business i should read up on it oh okay this person's oh okay you fake it until you make it what <laughs> you were your dad was insanely famous and you were in a movie when you were five years old that was yeah. a huge
5: hit there Anybody asking? That's like asking like Shaq how to be a good basketball player. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
5: <laughs> you know, the, at, <laughs> ask Yao Ming. How, so what is your secret? <laughs> how uh, do you do it, man? Yeah, well, what uh, do you do?
2: Yeah, I think I think it's from birth. I gotta say too, child athletes are pushing themselves and they have discipline and stuff and they may be messed up when they grow up. But acting, like a lot of LA people aren't gonna like this, but acting is. It's nothing. <laughs> well, Like you have to memorize some lines you have to say them. You're only there a couple hours, you know. You know, only to do your specific lines and then you get to leave and everyone is like bowing to you on set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
4: Right. No, you don't
2: have to I don't say know, it's I'm totally just saying. Get, I believe you, Logan. Totally, I believe uh, your
5: opinion on it. I I believe it's, that you're just saying. I guess
2: it. I'm going back to a point that was made, made earlier, but I mean, like Tiger Woods, I mean, obviously he has issues, but You know, he's been working for a living, you know, since he's. Okay, yeah,
0: there's
4: something practical to it, something pragmatic, something tangible. He scores, there's some rating system. It's. You know, you're getting exercise. There's something a little see, bit more and, than that's, just that's acting. Why, that's why he's messed up though. That's, yeah, no, that's he why is, the, is the he's the Michael up. Jackson of the sports world. He yeah. had a very overbearing father who pushed him into and, this and and he didn't get Andre any Agassi. Cooch. He
5: didn't get any coach. That's the main thing. He didn't right. get any coach along that whole road.
4: He didn't he didn't get a fill up a chick when he was in eighth grade because he was too busy working on his chip shot. That's yeah. gonna make you go crazy one yeah. year later. <laughs> yeah.
5: Exactly. And you and you're gonna need an inordinate amount of coach to, to make to make up for that time. <laughs>
4: I love how you try to not curse and use something more classy, but Cooch is like, oh, yeah, let's clean it up. All right, so Ed, besides being a uh, hilarious stand-up comedian, great comedy show producer, race ride, improv, twelve twelve at seven thirty start time. I might, I'm gonna try to make it out. Depends how drunk I get watching the Eagles. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not gonna do the Hollywood thing of, oh, I'll do my best to make it out. And then just never show up. I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna be watching the Eagles game, depending on how it goes, or if they're getting blown out early. I'm, I'll show up and I'll be there from the early on. But all right. So you also do a, uh, you also do some comedy rapping, comedy songs. You wanted, uh, you want to work on something here. You want to take us out with something. What do you feel?
5: Um, I think we should have a cipher. I think you do a couple lines. Logan does a couple lines, and then I'll wrap it up.
4: <clears throat> That'll okay. be great. That'll be tight. All right. So uh, maybe Logan, for instead of doing your haiku. Use uh use your verse. Alright. Alright. And uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a little we'll get a little instrumental here and uh Logan, kick it off.
2: Oh, I'm kicking it off? Yeah, you, no, no, you, got you your, off, kick it off. You now. got your haiku. Yeah, but I wasn't gonna use my haiku. This is the easiest beat ever, guys. <laughs> All right. This is fun. We fun just on the radio. Head's black and we're
4: really trying to impress him with yeah, the rapping don't, don't, skills. Don't try don't to No pressure.
2: Him. Kick it. All right, we sitting in here in the radio show room, and I don't know what to say, so I'm just going to say boom, because you better believe that my name is Logan and I'm flowing and you know when I'm on the mic. I'm going to show you how to do it right. Go, Sean. (laughs) Yo, yo, we're doing it live.
4: Oh, man, I ain't talking jive. I'm just spitting hot rhymes all the time. I got my man, Ed Greer, and you better listen here. The man drops jokes. Logan drinks Cokes. Oh man, he loves <laughs> yeah. soda. Oh, you better know the time that we had here was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, uh, keeping it real. Log on to Legal Zoom if you know what I feel. <laughs> Typing green, so I can oh, get shit. that cash. <laughs> oh, advertisers, kiss my ass. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We support you being on the show, so I can make some dough and keep this thing a flow In all right, oh. passing it off to Ed. Yo, dough. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh,
5: that was so funny. Uh, uh, uh check it. Yo, yo check the scene yo it's ed greer on the sean green show colder than the frozen waterfall y'all can get the balls trying to step to me i am leprosy eating off your skin motherfuckers understand i'm a molotov dropping on your chin spitting hot shit fuckers understand i brought apocalypse i got this on lock yo local comedy scene don't hate me don't berate me Just skate like Gretzky on the snow ski. What the fuck does that mean? I rock bikes and I tag team hoes by myself because I'm so fat. (laughs) Yo, that was horrible, but I love you guys. Race Riot, 7.30, 12.12. That means December 12th, 7.30 at the Hollywood Improv. Come see the show, please.
4: You got it, man. All right, great times. That was fat as in phat. All right, Logan. <laughs> what a great program. Make sure you guys tune in next week. we got Stud Manley uh, calling in the program. A lot of amazing guests. A lot of good times. We do it live every Thursday on 8 o'clock. LATalkRadio.com. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today. Also, check out (laughs) DocumentaryLabel.com.